This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Hey, those of you that remember Doug McIntyre from when he used to host this program rather brilliantly on WABC, he's joining me in studio in just a minute, so stay tuned. You can uh, come armed with your questions for Doug, if you like, at 800-848-WABC. But I wanted to mention that uh, Mayor Eric Adams' administration is banning TikTok from government phones and computers, citing cybersecurity risks of the Chinese-owned video app. This directive, which has not been previously reported, came down Friday afternoon from the city's chief information security officer. Now, I'm all for this. I'm glad the mayor is doing this. I think uh, TikTok is certainly a threat, and the last thing that New York City wants is to have the top-ranking members of its government, or even the low-ranking members of its government, seeing all of their data, all of their information, going directly to the Chinese government. And let's face it, in communist China, there is not as much as a firewall as we'd like between private businesses, such as there is, and the government itself. So who wants the Chinese government having the data of, say, a New York City police officer or a sanitation inspector or anything? What do we want the Chinese having that data? So I'm all for this. But New York City is relatively late on this. President Joe Biden signed a law banning TikTok on federal government devices late last year, and New York State did the same for almost all employees three years ago. The mayor's office doesn't have its own TikTok page, but agencies like the NYPD and FDNY do. I think this is a fine thing that the mayor is doing, but I just wonder why has this taken so long? It seems like there didn't have to be so many ticks on the clock before the mayor followed the state and federal government's lead. Beam me up! To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good 
tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Last week, I did a commentary saying that I had hoped Governor Phil Murphy would appoint state senator and former New Jersey governor Dick Cody as the new lieutenant governor to fill the vacancy created when Sheila Oliver passed away. Well, surprise announcement. I I at least was surprised yesterday that uh, Dick Cody, Senator Dick Cody, and I still call him governor, is saying farewell to the New Jersey state legislature. Cody has been serving as a state lawmaker for more than 50 years. He is currently the longest-serving member of the state Senate. He represents Livingston, Milburn, Montclair, Roseland, West Orange in Essex County and Clifton in Passaic County. He's 76 years old, and he announced his upcoming retirement just yesterday. He said, quote, I'm not going to lie. This is a tough day for me, an emotional day, but here it is. After a half century in the legislature, it's time for me to say goodbye. My service to the state of New Jersey and its great people will end when this legislative session concludes at the end of the year. I'm a little surprised in that he's not running for re-election anymore, and he just won back in June a Democratic primary. If he was going to retire, I don't understand why he would have gone through a Democratic primary to begin with. I don't know why he wouldn't just have announced this is going to be my last term, and I'm not going to continue to seek re-election. Maybe there's some advantage in terms of how the Democrats will pick a candidate now, since it's after the primary rather than before. I don't know. I'm not as much of an expert in New Jersey politics as I am New York politics. And I don't know what brought this on. Uh, It seems as if he's very healthy. He's going to continue running his funeral parlor. Maybe he's just sick of making the trip to Trenton. However, I still believe that Cody would be a fine choice as an elder statesman and a guy who's sort of at the end of his career in public service. I think he'd be a great choice as the lieutenant governor. And I think this announcement yesterday provides all the more fodder for Governor Phil Murphy to appoint him as the new lieutenant governor. I have no confidence that that will happen, but that would certainly be my choice. In any event, Dick Cody is the definition of a devoted and dedicated public servant. He's honest, he's intelligent, he's caring, he's kind, he works with people in his own party from every different faction, and he works with people in the other party, all for the common good. So if this is the end of the road for Dick Cody's career in public service, well done, and I can't think of anyone more deserving of a happy retirement. Beam me up to be continued at Evernorth Health Services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight.
I have been all over the case of uh, Juan Marchand, the judge, the criminal court judge that is going to be hearing the case of the Stormy Daniels hush money payment. I know you get dizzy with all this stuff, and we may talk about the latest Trump indictment in just a moment, but I'm still focused on the very local New York indictment of President Trump, his first indictment, which has to do with paying hush money to Stormy Daniels to silence her for uh, an affair. Well, in any event, you might remember that I actually issued a formal complaint with the Office of Judicial Conduct and the Chief Administrative Judge of New York State saying that Justice Juan Mershon had an irreconcilable conflict and really ought to recuse himself from hearing the Trump case. Well, now the Trump people, the Trump defense team, had also urged this judge to step aside saying he had a conflict of interest regarding his daughter. And yesterday, the word came down that this particular judge Juan Mershon will not be removing himself from the proceedings. And they say this is a loss for the former president. That's how the New York Times characterized it. I don't think that's the case. I think this is a tremendous loss for the prosecution because by keeping himself on this case when clearly, and keep in mind, this is a man that made a campaign contribution to Joe Biden. This is someone who clearly is conflicted at the very least. This opens the door to this conviction, if there does end up being a conviction in this case, to be overturned on appeal. The instances of conflict of interest, the fact that the judge violated the rules that govern judges in this state and actually went so far as to make a campaign contribution to President Trump's opponent, and now he's presiding over President Trump's trial, this is virtually a guarantee that if there is a conviction, it's going to be overturned. In May, the Trump lawyers asked the judge to recuse himself from the case, in addition to the issue of the campaign contribution and the issue involving the judge's daughter. They mentioned that uh, in 2022, Judge Mershon had encouraged Trump's longtime chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, to cooperate against his former boss. And for people that wonder what the issue is with Judge Mershon's daughter, apparently she is the president and chief operating officer of a digital marketing agency that works with Democratic candidates. And they say that she stands to benefit financially from decisions Justice Mershon has made or will make. I think this is a tremendous mistake on Judge Mershon's part not to step aside in this case. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Penny Pizer was on the program earlier. She, of course, was a terrific actress and appeared in the film All the President's Men. What is one of the most memorable lines, if not the most memorable line in that film? Follow the money. And it is incredible how often that axiom makes sense when analyzing politics and when analyzing government. You know, we know we're spending a lot of money on these migrants. The big question is, where's that money going? Well, let's follow the money. Now, in typical times, for-profit companies don't run human shelters. But during this ongoing migrant crisis, New York City entered into a $432 million no-bid contract with a for-profit healthcare company called Doc 
go to shepherd thousands of migrants through the emergency and help communities that have been overwhelmed by this calamity. So in recent weeks, following increased scrutiny of its management of the crisis, DocGo has faced public criticism from local and state officials for falling short of its contractual obligations. Governor Kathy Hochul said last week, I would say I'm not satisfied as I'm standing here, but I'm going to be reviewing this. And the governor's comments came days after Albany area officials chastised the company during a news conference. Assemblyman John McDonald, a Democrat. The question is, what in God's name is Doc Go doing? So as local and state officials increase their scrutiny of Doc Go and deflect blame at the company for a crisis that has also exposed government breakdowns at every level, migrants continue to report concerns about access to health care. The publicly traded company DocGo reported its most successful financial quarter during an earnings call last week. The company projects that the $432 million contract with New York City, which is being subsidized by the state, will lead to about $300 million in revenue. DocGo officials said they expect the contract, which has not been been made public and officials refuse to release will be extended past its March 2024 end date. The multi-million dollar contract for a for-profit company has become common in New York since the COVID-19 pandemic. I would love to know how this company got a no-bid contract that is going to net them hundreds of millions of dollars. Who is involved in DocGo? I want to know who's on their board of directors. I want to know who's lobbying for them. And I want to know how they were blessed with this no-bid contract. So far, we have gotten no answers on this without even having to go through a competitive bidding process. Beam me up! To be continued.